Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We accomplished nothing in the first hour of this program. We hope to do better in hour two. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. October 4th, the country gets chucked. Everybody's favorite killer doll is back. The new season of Chucky premieres October 4th at 9, 8 central on USA and Sci-Fi. Available next day. On Peacock. Yes, Paul. The original Chucky movie has got to be, what, 25, 30 years ago, right? Mm. The Chucky doll movie? I never saw him. Me neither, but who It's got to th- be in the late 80s, early 90s, right. I would think, right? Who would have thought this franchise had a staying power of 35, 40 years? Okay, but is that the one... What surprises you more? Like, Rocky has staying power, Star Wars staying power, Star Trek staying power. I'm looking at the original Chucky movie. It was Child's Play? Yep. Yeah. 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 I got 1988. They did Child's Play 2, 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of <laughs> Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and a reboot of Child's Play, which is necessary. So I'm, I'm looking at six or seven films off this one thing. and it, it's, it's Well, is there more Freddy Krueger, Friday the 13th? It's close. The franchise? But Chucky is like a doll that attacks people, right? Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a, that's something. That... <laughs> and what's the new one? Megan? That, that... Oh, Megan. Yeah. yeah. How's that uh, promo Me- go? Megan. There's a difference. If you don't want to see Megan, but you want to see Megan. Thank you, Todd. Coming to theater. Yes, Marvin. <laughs> the Patriots, they're the sports version of Chucky. Because when they won the Super Bowl, beating the Rams in 01, yeah. I never thought they would win another Super Bowl. I was like, oh, this is a cute little... Okay, good for them. <laughs> yes, Paul. That's very Colin Coward of Marvin, what he did yeah, just there. He yeah. found a way to compare the uh, Patriots. You know to- what I was thinking? Uh, the, thinking <laughs> Chucky and the Patriots. And uh, they have this in common. Off the top of my head, I'm just uh, going to give you this. Yes, yes, Todd. There's something about when a doll is talking and the mom flips it over and realizes there's no batteries in the thing. And how could it possibly <laughs> be talking? That's pretty freaky. Yes, Paul. Child's Play was uh, produced on a budget of $9 million in 1988. And it made a worldwide total of fifty million dollars. Okay, that's that, a, that's a good return. That's how you get greenlit? That's yeah, a good return. It's kind of like Microsoft stock. <laughs> Heard email. Uh, baseball results. Then we'll check in with the Patriots. <laughs> Rangers over the Rays. Twins over the Blue Jays. Diamondbacks over the Brewers. Phillies over the Marlins. Baseball coming up uh, later today and tonight. We were talking about Bill Belichick having a press conference today, and. If you could ask the following question, Todd, give Mike Reese the question. If you were there today that you would have asked Bill Belichick. Hey, coach, in spite of all your success and all the Super Bowl wins, what would you say to those who feel like you're on the hot seat right now? Okay, let's bring in Mike Reese, the uh, great reporter, covers the Patriots for the mothership. He was at the press conference. How do you think? First of all, good morning. 
Mike. How do you think uh, Coach would answer that question from Todd Fritz? Uh, good morning, Dan. Honored to be with you. Um, hey, I'm just focused on the Saints. Got a, <laughs> got a big game against the Saints. Just focusing on what I can control. Really? That that's he wouldn't he wouldn't uh, even tiptoe towards that at all. Not at all. Okay. Um, Dan, this is uh, his 24th year, and I think every Wednesday press conference starts the same way. He comes in and he talks about the team they're facing, gives like a detailed scouting breakdown, and then any question that you ask that doesn't connect to that game or that team, he's a master deflector. He just won't, he won't entertain it. What's the difference between the local coverage of the Patriots and the national coverage? That's a good question. Um, I would say the national will focus on the bigger picture. Hey, is he on the hot seat, right? Um, where's this thing headed? The local coverage, we've got, like, literally, as we talked in, within the last 10 minutes, we've had a trade agreement for a cornerback, J.C. Jackson. Uh, so we're drilling down on those details. Uh, who's coming back to practice? What you know, what, what's a team look like this week to try to get him back in the win column? So probably a little more micro in focus than the big picture of could this be the are we looking at the end here of of this run? I mentioned this yesterday a couple of times, so uh, I'm asking my audience to bear with me. Would Bill Belichick, the GM, fire Bill Belichick, the coach? I don't think he would, Dan. He 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 doesn't really believe i don't want to say he doesn't believe in it but i think he's a traditionalist he's old school in the sense of he he likes the the patience model you know so like what pittsburgh does right they have a bad year they have a couple bad years like generally they're going to stick with their coach they're going to stick with their structure they're going to give their people in place a chance to work it out um so i think to me when I think about Bill Belichick, the way he views things, I think he comes from that school and I think he would demand better results, but he wouldn't go for the hook. How important do you think it is for Robert Kraft to have Bill Belichick break Don Shula's record as his head coach? I think in his heart of hearts, Dan, that's what he wants, but I don't think that it's a a hundred percent given that he's willing to say it's happening no matter what. And they had a event, an event about a month ago here at the stadium. Uh, they had new construction and they had a ribbon cutting. And I asked Robert Kraft about being out on the practice field with Bill Belichick before the first game. And he looked me in the eye, Dan, and he goes, you know, he wanted me out there. He wanted to show me something. And then he said to me, make no mistake, it's about winning. And to me, it was a point he seemed to want to get across. Like, yeah, we got to win. This is about winning, you know? So, well, and that echoes something he had said before, too. And I don't know if Patriot fans are used to that slow September because Bill always, it felt like he used September like his preseason. And then the season started like now. But you had Brady. And Brady was always the light at the end of the tunnel. This is a team that's not relevant, not interesting, and not threatening. Uh, are, are we supposed to expect something different from the Patriots from now on? No. No, the standard is to be – Robert Kraft has said the standard is playoffs. Like, got to get to the playoffs and anything can happen. And I think your point, Dan, is is well taken as we've gotten further away from Tom Brady. The numbers are not good numbers. Sub-500 record since 2000. The last playoff win – Super Bowl over the Rams. Yeah. So this is what they are. And so, yeah, like that that's what it is, the bottom line. Because you look around, the Jets are, are going to get better. Um, they have more talent. They're more interesting. The Bills are formidable. Miami is, you know, potentially great. So it's a tough division there. What if they go 5-12? and 12? I think that puts Robert Kraft in a very tough position. And what, what does that 5-12 and 12 look like, Dan? So to me, the first three games this year, I thought they were competitive against Philly, one of the best teams in the league. 
I thought they were competitive against Miami, one of the better teams in the league. They eked one out against the Jets, probably fortunate, right, that Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. And then it got away from them fast against the Cowboys in the second quarter, and they were outclassed. So if it looks like 5-12 and and most of the games were what we saw this past Sunday against the Cowboys, I think you start asking the hard question, is it, is it, is it time to, to move on? But if it looks closer to the first three games, yeah. to me, that's a tough spot for Robert Kraft. What was that like when Brady came back this year? Was there any awkwardness to it? I wouldn't say awkwardness um, to me as, and I've covered them now. You know, I did all of Tom. I did even before Tom when Pete Carroll was the coach. What I felt was a cross section between everything you're talking about, Dan, like they got to move on from the past. Yeah. It's a new era, but here they are celebrating the past. <laughs> so to, to me, it was like a conflict, right? But, but they, they had to do it because I think it was important to the crafts that the first opportunity they had to celebrate Tom Brady as a retired player was as a Patriot. They want to make sure people remember him as a Patriot more than anything else. Does Belichick know you by name? He does. And the only reason I can confirm that, Dan, is that after this most recent game against the Cowboys, when I asked him about Mac Jones being pulled from the game with three minutes, 41 seconds left in the third quarter, uh, he told me that he didn't think there was any point of leaving him in the game. So I followed up and I said, will Mac Jones be starting this week against the Saints? And he looked at me and he said, I just said I didn't see any point of leaving him in the game, Mike. <laughs> he might have thought you were the Mike linebacker that, you know, oh, my God. I my, my only brush with, well, I've been on the podium when they won the Super Bowl, so that's the only time I've really spoken to him. But I was there for the butt fumble game. And he came out of the locker room. I'm with Tony Dungy and Rodney Harrison. And it's a receiving line of sorts. So he's like, uh, hey, coach. Uh, good to see you. Hey, Rodney. And then I put my hand out, and he just blew right by me. And I was like, all right, I'll get you next. I'll get you after the game. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get tied up here, pregame stuff. So probably didn't know who I was. Maybe he did. And that's why he blew right by me. Well, you know, keep fighting the good fight. Let us know if you need Fritzy to come up and uh, kind of stir up that press conference next week. Good stuff, Dan. I appreciate being on with you. Thank you, bud. That's Mike Reese. He covers the Patriots for the mothership. Didn't realize he had been there uh, that long a time. Wait, can I get Mike uh, real quick one more time? Did we? Mike? I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you, Dan. Um, take me back to Pete Carroll and why it didn't work then, but it works now. So it was such a contrast to what they had with Bill Parcells. So remember, Parcells was here in New England, 93 to 96. And this was like the antithesis of the Parcells program. Here you have Pete Carroll coming in, you know, pumping his fists and, hey, let's get this going, competition. And it was almost too much of a pendulum swing okay. for what they had prior. And I would say... The expectation, Parcells had him in the Super Bowl his last year. Pete was 500 competitive, but just not at that that same level. It was just too too big of a swing, Dan, from one culture to really the other culture. All right. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll get to uh, some phone calls here. Also, uh, let's see. Poll question for hour two is going to be what, Seton? Yeah, we put up, based off of uh, Mike's appearance there, should Bill Belichick be on the hot seat? Okay. See if things have cooled a little bit since this weekend. Uh, and right now, 58% of the audience say, yes, he should be. Oh. Still pretty close, though. Oh, okay. Robert Griffin will uh, join us coming up. Loan from the mothership. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Yes, Eden. Have we had Robert on since Andrew said... Robert, Robert Griffin Jr. the third. I don't think so. Have we had? Has he heard of that? I don't know if he has. 
Do we bring that back for Robert Griffin Jr. the third? I don't see how we don't. And McLovin called him Robert Griffith. Robert Griffith <laughs> Jr. the third. Yeah. But didn't that lead to Sal Palantonio talking about <laughs> Robert Griffin Jr. the third when he was doing a live report on the mothership? Yes, Paulie. Yeah, this is at least probably seven or eight years old that McLovin did this. And we have about three instances where people in the national media called him either Robert Griffith or Robert Griffin Jr. the, the third. third. I but, and I, I think it was in reference to his Heisman candidacy. Correct. Right? So, uh, I mean, that's got to be... I don't remember. I think it was his rookie year with Washington when he's balling out. Oh, we, okay. We did have RG3 on the show in uh, spring of 19, and we played the audio for him. Okay. Oh, we did. Okay. All right. <laughs> but we could always. But that, every time I see the, he, you know, his name, I always go, Robert Griffith Jr. the third. I, get, I just do it out of, out of habit. Yeah, I'm pulling. The funny thing was, McLevin was making a really focused point about football. It was not like a bit or a joke, and he didn't do it on purpose. He goes, he goes, you know the guy who's, who could win the MVP this year? Robert Griffith Jr. the third. <laughs> like, he made two mistakes. He, and, and he gave the emphasis on third. All right, let me take a break. We'll get to RG3. He'll join us uh, coming up. More phone calls as well as we take a break. Dan Patrick Show, back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack you know, one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. NASCAR playoffs continue at Charlotte. The race to the championship goes straight through the heartland next Sunday, 2.30 Eastern on NBC. And Peacock. Update the poll results, then we'll get to RG3. Should Bill Belichick be on the hot seat, Dan? Right now, it's uh, 57% say yes, he should. All right. He's uh, Robert Griffin III, or sometimes referred to as Robert Griffith Jr. III. Robert Griffith Jr. III. Thank you, McLevin. ESPN College football NFL analyst and, of course, won the Heisman at Baylor. He's got a podcast. It's called RG3 and the Ones with Wave Sports Entertainment, a unique look at the NFL season through the lens of a veteran quarterback alongside the game's best playmakers. Good morning, Robert. How are you? I'm doing great. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. Uh, I still have your shoes. That was either your pro day or the combine that uh, you gave me. The gold yes. ones. Yeah. Yes, those are from the combine for sure, where we ran a 4-3 and then they... Auto-corrected it back to a 4-4. I'm still holding on to that 4-3, though. Uh, Last time a team contacted you about playing? Uh, This offseason. So uh, probably August, mid-August. And who who was it? uh, I can't tell you who that was out of respect for for the teams. Um, But the bottom line is, for me, uh, I want to play still. I'm enjoying what I'm doing in the media, being one of your colleagues, but... If the right opportunity came along, I would certainly um, entertain it and make the right decision. What made you want to start the uh, podcast? What makes it different? Um, you know, just being able to have a longer forum. You know, as you know, with podcasting, it's it's not about hot takes. It's not about, you know, a 30-second clip. You get 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour to truly break down the game, have a good time, get people to know you a little bit better. Uh, and I just thought that was a safe space for me to be able to connect uh, with the sports community and celebrate sports the way that I think it should be. And I want you to be on the show as well, man. You're you're one of the greats in this business, and it would be an honor to have you on. I'd be more than happy to uh, do that. We're talking to uh, RG3, his uh, new podcast called RG3 and the Ones, available Wave Sports Entertainment. Let me hit you with the poll question. Should Bill Belichick be on the hot seat in New England? Um, Dan, I don't think he should be on the hot seat. Uh, I know that there's there's some numbers running out there about how many wins he needs to to reach the all time uh, record. But I do think that he should get some heat for what he's done to Mac Jones. Um, Honestly, year two, giving Mac Jones a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach as his offensive coordinators is the main reason Mac Jones is playing the way he is right now. He had a number six offense in the league in 2021 with Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. If he would have just went and got Bill O'Brien in year two. I think Mac Jones would have continued to climb in his trajectory. But because of last year's debacle, now Mac Jones isn't playing with as much confidence. And I don't think it has anything to do with the the guys around him. It has a lot to do with the play calling and and how they've structured it. In 2021, they they play action pass 27% of the time. And that's the kind of quarterback he is. He can go through his reads, pure progressions. He can do play action, and he can get the ball out of his hands. This year, they're doing it 14% of the time. And I don't think anybody's afraid of their running game. And now you're asking Mac Jones to go out there and be Patrick Mahomes and create. And we saw what happened when he threw the pick six uh, this past week. It's just not a part of his game that he's ever been elite at. So I do think that Bill deserves some some heat there because he's the greatest coach of all time. I know you feel the same way probably in the NFL. But even the greatest coach of all time can mess it up, and he certainly did with Mac. And also free agents don't want to go there. They, they wanted to go there when Brady was there because you got a chance to win a Super Bowl. There, there's no reason to go unless you want to say, hey, I got to play under the greatest coach of all time for one season. But that's it. There's no draw there. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, they spent a boatload of money bringing in free agents, uh, you know, bringing in tight ends, bringing in Matt Judon at the defensive end position. And I think to your point, that is why they had to pay because there was no Tom Brady to lure guys there to try to win a championship in their last couple of years. Um, Tom is a, is a unique guy. And, and what's going on right now with, with Bill is really strengthening the argument that it was more Tom than it was Bill. I still think that together 
they really were what what made the New England Patriots dynamic. But if you're not going to have Tom Brady and you're not going to have a chance to win a championship and you got to go follow the Patriot way, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, if you ask me. What did Tom Brady do better than you? Oh, man. Win Super Bowls? How about, <laughs> how about what, aside from running, what did you do better than Brady? Um, wow. Honestly, I don't know if there is, there's really anything because when you look at Tom Brady's story, uh, he did face adversity. You know, his story at Michigan and, and really biding his time, working hard and still getting replaced uh, his, his senior year and having a split time there and then coming to the NFL, being a low draft pick. Uh, I think Tom Brady has one of the greatest stories uh, in NFL history with what he was able to accomplish, uh, his ability to process on the field. Um, the, the one thing that I'll say that Brady had that I didn't early in my career was a dominant defense. And I'm, I'm a full believer in this. And I believed it when I had when I was the Lamar Jackson's mentor in Baltimore. Uh, Lamar had a really good defense to help get him the ball back, to give him more opportunities to go out and make plays. And also just over the course of the first three years of his career, a defense that he could truly rely on when the offense wasn't doing well. Brady had the same thing. And I think that allowed Tom to grow into the player that he eventually became that didn't need the great defense. Now, I'm not saying he didn't when he won the championships. He yeah. still had great defenses, but it allowed him to grow. And for me in Washington, it was like everything was on me immediately. And I had to go out there and, and try to make magic happen from the start. And we did. And it was a lot of fun until I got hurt. Um, so when you ask me, what does Tom Brady do better than me on the football field? I say just about everything he did better because he's the greatest of all time. Now that field that you played on with Washington was terrible. Yeah, that was like it was like sand, you know. I still remember images of, of like myself and Alfred Morris running, you know, from one side of the field to the other and just sand kicking up behind us like a Tasmanian devil. It was a really bad field and a lot of guys got hurt on that field as well. But I think, um, you know, with, with Josh Harris and the group, uh, they've done everything they can up to this point to try to improve the grass there. And I know that's going to be a major point of emphasis going forward that it never becomes like that ever again. Yeah, it was terrible. Is Joe Burrow hurting the Bengals by playing? Ooh. Oh, wow. That is a that's a tough question. In the in the first game that he played, Dan, I believe he helped them from a standpoint of him being tough and gritty and putting it on the line for his team. Uh, and they didn't win that game because of Joe Burrow. They won it because Joe Burrow played. Everyone else raised their level. And there is something to say about that. But when I watched this past game, oh, my gosh, uh, Joe Burrow doesn't need to be playing right now. He does not need to be playing. He does not need to be on the field. Uh, he's not healthy. His mobility is hampered. It's hampering the offense. He's not able to move. I saw him scramble on the first drive. They had like a 15-play drive, and he scrambled early in that drive, and he took like three steps and just was like, yeah, I'm good, and just slid down to the ground. Yeah. And we were on Monday Night Countdown talking about this, Dan, and, and I got a little you know, agitated because I've been through that, you know, uh, playing through injury and the risk of re-injury or a more catastrophic injury is significantly higher right now for Joe Burrow. I just don't want to see him go through what I did. He's one of the faces of the league. Uh, he's one of the greatest players we have right now. Him getting fully healthy, give him four or five weeks off. Let him get healthy. You know, let the backup go out there. Defense, play your tail off. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all these guys raise their level. Um, that'll help the Bengals more than playing Joe Burrow right now. And who knows? They might go on a winning streak here. I just don't want to see Joe Burrow get hurt. If you were the Bears and you would have the number one pick next year, what are you going to do? Is, there, is it even a question? <laughs> it is a question, Dad. Everyone's like jumping off the Justin Fields uh, boat. And I look at it this way. We've seen great quarterbacks struggle early in their careers. We've seen great quarterbacks play really, really well. Uh, and then, in, you know, year four, five, six, then they, the team starts winning. Uh, for me, Justin Fields has, what, 13 games left to kind of show the Bears that he's the guy. They could have the first pick in the draft. And if Justin Fields throws 25 touchdowns and, has, and improves his completion percentage and has a great QBR, I think that would point to them keeping him and not drafting a quarterback number one overall. But he's going to have to do that. 
And and I honestly think that if he does that, they're not going to lose enough games to be to have the number one pick. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that take because how Justin Fields looked the first couple games. But look at what he looked like against the Broncos. Looked like to me that he started playing free, started looking like himself again. And I know it's the Broncos. Everybody's been looking like <laughs> world beaters against the Broncos. But let's see if he can build upon that performance before we just throw the guy to the wayside. The second best college quarterback is who? Oh, wow. You're saying second best because obviously you think the best is uh, Caleb Williams. Unless I'm wrong. No, I agree with you. Okay. Uh, Caleb Williams, that's my Heisman brother. Okay. Um, he is he is phenomenal. I think we can get spoiled by his greatness a little bit. I think he's in that category right now. Uh, but the second best quarterback to me is Michael Penix Jr. Uh, I call him Big Penix Energy. Uh, he, he's the second best quarterback. <laughs> he, he's the second best. I, I gave him that nickname on the broadcast, and let's just say he's using it now to make money for NIL. And I'm happy about that. I'm good. I'm good with it. I, I don't, bother, don't bother me at all. Big Viagra. All the way. Viagra. <laughs> I like so he's, he's the second best QB. Uh, I always say he's a lefty, but he throws it just right. He has every throw in his bag. And I think he went back to college, Dan, just to show NFL evaluators that he can stay healthy. You know, first four years of his, of his college career, he was hurt, had a season ending injury every single season. But I've called two of his games in the past two years mm. and I've, co- I've come come away beyond impressed. He can do everything you want the quarterback to do. And he reminds me a lot of Tua Tungabailoa right now with the way that he's processing in college. How quickly would you have said yes if Dion recruited you? Oh, yes, uh, immediately. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just think about it. Dion's got three things going for him, right? And he, probably more than that, but he was the guy that got recruited, right? He's been the parent of the kid that's getting recruited, and now he's the coach that's recruiting the kid. So he's experienced all those things. And at this point, Dan, I don't even think it matters that he was a Hall of Fame cornerback. I don't think it matters that I consider him the greatest of all time at the cornerback position. And I know that's up for debate, but that's how I feel about it. The kids don't care about that. They care about what he brings to the table for them. He's allowing these guys to play free, have fun, not be afraid of, you know, reading your press clippings, which we always were told you're not supposed to do that. And his whole message is if you read them and you want them to stay good, then go play good. And his guys are rising to the occasion. What he's done at Colorado, I know they've lost two straight, but what he's done there winning three games and playing USC competitively has been nothing short of amazing after they won one game last year. So if he had come to recruit me when I was a high school player, for sure, there's no way I'm telling him no. But what if he said, I want you to play defensive back? Yeah, I'm saying no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, didn't, nah, he's, didn't Texas do that to you? Texas Texas did. They came in. I had a one-day offer from Texas, Dan. A one-day offer. They came in. It was uh, spring ball my senior year. They came to the coach's office. His name was Jack Welch. Uh, that was our head coach in, in high school. And they were there to offer our, our starting linebacker, a kid that was younger than me named Tanner Brock. Really good player. Um, had a brother named Logan Brock that went to TCU, played tight end, played in the NFL for a few seasons. And they offered me as an athlete. And I walk in the office, coach says, hey, Texas offered you as an athlete. I said, hey, coach, nice to meet you, but I'm a quarterback. Guy stormed out and said, your offer is off the table. Well, you know, I ended up going two and one against Texas in my college (laughs) time. So it, it all paid off in the end. But there were a few schools that did offer me as an athlete or a DB or wide receiver and I just stayed convicted in the fact that I knew I was a quarterback. Well, same thing with Manziel. Wasn't he asked to yeah. be a defensive back? Yeah, I mean, you got to think back to what Texas was was doing back then, you know, playing for national titles, uh, always a top-ranked team. Every quarterback in the state wanted to go to the University of Texas, and they just felt like they wanted to get the best athletes to their school but just move them around to different positions, and they missed on a lot of us. I mean, there's a long list of quarterbacks that they missed on. Good luck with the podcast. Let me know when you want me on, and uh, it's great to connect with you again. I appreciate you, brother. And uh, remember, my name is, uh, what was it, Robert Griffith Jr. the third? Yes, it is. McLovin. Robert Griffith Jr. the third. There you go, McLovin. We love it. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. That's uh, RG3, is uh, first podcast, RG3 and the Ones with Wave Sports Entertainment and a unique look at the NFL season through the lens of a veteran quarterback and some of the game's best playmakers. Phil in South Carolina. Hey, Phil, what's on your mind? 
Hey, Dan, I'm calling from Charlotte. Okay. How are you? Dan, um, quick, quickly, I got two things, but briefly I wanted to touch because I've been trying to trying to get a hold of you guys. You're very difficult to get a hold of. But the um, the first thing I wanted to bring up is I started listening to you back in 2019. Mm-hmm. And you had shared openly about what you were going through with your health at that time. Yes. And I just wanted to know, you guys to know that that helped me out a lot, especially you. But during COVID, you guys were fantastic. You found like a different topic daily, and it was very refreshing considering what everybody was going through at the time. And me especially because I was immune suppressed at the time, so I basically had to walk around with a gas mask and people looking at me funny all day long. But anyway, I appreciate your help. Well, thank you, Phil. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, COVID, it helped us become closer, and we became a better show, I think. Not that that was our intent, but um, we had to get creative. We had to come up with things, and I was very proud of the topics that we came up with. And, um, you know, you get through it the best way you can. And we know what our role is in a lot of your lives. It's to make you think or make you laugh, uh, make you angry, whatever it might be, you know, just so you're getting something out of a show. And we appreciate that. Don't take it for granted. Uh, Maddie in Virginia Beach. Hi, Maddie. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan and the Danettes. First time, long time. 510 and a voluptuous 170. All right. I have two things this morning. As a woman listener, I wonder if you have ever thought of adding a permanent female perspective. Todd is pretty close, but not quite there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe Danica Patrick could come on or Rachel Bonetta. She left the NFL network. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the thing is, is I couldn't get anybody to go and, and do this show, Maddie. When we first started, I was, you know, begging these guys to leave ESPN and it, men or women. <laughs> nobody wanted to follow me. And, uh, you know, Seton and Pauly agreed to. I had to beg Fritzy, you know, over a couple of months to get him. We were doing the show in my attic. Now everybody would want to do it because, you know, we have a wonderful place to go to work and you're on TV and on radio. So, but we've always been open to that. We just didn't, you know, we didn't get anybody who wanted to do it. Uh, <laughs> what was your other question? Um, well, I have a Crappensburg State take. Okay. <laughs> the game callers at Crappensburg State would be called analysts instead of analysts. Okay. All right, Maddie. Now, you got to be got to be a little more subtle. If you know the show, it's a little more subtle than that. But thank you. Thank For the you. female perspective. Of course. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Todd. Now, I took that as a compliment. Is that safe to say? Or is that a shot at me? I'm trying to figure out that I'm closest to the... Uh, female of the group i'm not sure what to make of that i you know what it's it's only important what you think i believe that that was a kind thing that you said good because i'm in touch with my feminine side yeah and i'm sensitive and i care about people no you, no, no 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 i don't care about no people? you're the one who gave us minimum kindness that's true yeah i was having a bad i day think you're time. really good at you're not even good at it you're trying to give the appearance you care you tried to. But in actuality, I'm a horrible, you might sarcastic, not. mean person. Well, no, I didn't say that. See, well, I'm pretty sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What side of your personality were you uh, tapping into when you uh, went after the Brewers ba- girl? Yeah, the bagel. No onion the bagel. bagel. I just I was really hungry, and I just was really <laughs> looking forward to a tuna on an onion bagel. That was a whole other story. That might have been childish. I don't normally call out like teenagers working at stores for like not having one. Yes, Marvin. For. Do you think Fritzy, when he was single, was one of the like fake nice guys, the guys that pretended to be good guys, but they were really mm. scheming and dirty mm. and scrunchy like the rest of us? No, because Fritzy lived at home with his mom, so, so I, he didn't have the opportunity to be a bad guy. No, you didn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, just when things got interesting, anybody want cookies, mom? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to have the door open to your bedroom? Yeah, there was like your- an FDR open door policy. <laughs> It had to be like half open. And I'm, I'm only a junior in college and 20. Bad boys don't live with their mom at 20. Like, hey, hey baby, I'm, I'm in trouble. When I had a Thomas poster. When I was in college at Eastern Kentucky, if they, you couldn't have women in your dorm that you'd have like visitation, like a, a Sunday, and you had to have the door open. Like, it was like, what, what am I doing here? 
You know, I had zero game on the basketball floor and off the court as well. And then if you had a girl come over, the resident assistant would just walk up and down the hall while the door was open. Like, what are, what are we doing? Yeah, Paul. Dan, but that's not sad. Your college had rules against having women in the dorm. <laughs> my college had no such rules. And there were the same amount of women in my dorm room. <laughs> yes. Southern Illinois encouraged women in the dorm room. I still had none come yeah, over. See. Yeah, like, even the floor on, in my dorm, the floor was co-ed. And it was oh, yeah. debaucherous. <laughs> oh, you'd walk to the shower and you'd see a lot of people with various states of undress. Oh, it was it was something else. Green, oh. green light. Knew yeah. I should have gone away to college. Yeah. Yes, Marvin. <laughs> Our resident assistant had a bucket full of condoms. Okay. And and his job is safety first. He yeah. He had a slogan that I can't say that was no, written on no, it. No, no, you can't say. That. No, I I, sh- I shan't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about we take a break? All right. So he rubber stamped that kind of behavior. Okay. All right. <laughs> nice work. All right. Got it in there. Bloop bloop. Take a break. Back after this. Every great day starts the night before. So. You know what I'm asking? How did you sleep? If you have a sleep number bed, I know the answer. Adjustable firmness to new temperature benefits. Sleep number beds help you sleep just right. The smart beds, they can adjust to you, and you can get the comfort and support on each side of the bed, so it's the perfect bed for couples. No referee needed. Sleep number beds automatically respond and adjust to your movements, so you sleep comfortably all night long, even after a tough workout, per se. Also, maintain a regular routine. That's really important. Make sleep a priority. Avoid disruptions. Caffeine can stay in your system up to 10 hours. Alcohol and caffeine are known to compromise sleep. Right now, lowest prices ever. The all-new Queen Sleep Number C2 Smart Beds. $880 plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Sleep Number, the official crucial catch partner of the NFL. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. 
touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. You can see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We are wondering if you had a bar, what would you call it? Somebody suggested group therapy. That'd be good. Where are you going? Uh, Group therapy. Also, if you uh, had a hair salon, what would you call it? And uh, somebody suggested Harry Styles. (laughs) All right. I like that. H-A-I-R-Y. Styles, like your hair styles. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for helping me with that, Seton Just in case you missed the second part of that joke. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of joke, Kevin Millar, Major League Baseball Network. What? He's our buddy. Let me try that again. Uh, Speaking of a joke, Kevin Millar, MLB Network analyst. He won a World Series with the Red Sox. He's on intentional talk all postseason long. MLB Network airs pre- and post-game coverage throughout October. How are you, buddy? Danny, I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, I'll tell you right now, it, it was interesting. We do our predictions immediately, right? So immediately looking at these predictions, uh, I'm three out of four. I did pick the Marlins to win over the Phillies. Uh, you know, fighting fish, played for them many years. I love what Schumacher's doing over there. I think they're a sneaky, underrated club. But I'll tell you right now, Wheeler, he could be the best postseason pitcher we got going right now. He has found mm. his rhythm on the mound with a power type stuff and that sweeper and just learning how to pitch. He could be devastating in the postseason. All right. Help me with this sweeper craze. Yeah. Okay. What is a sweeper and how different is it from a curveball? So let's let's just talk about that. I'm glad you asked because when I played, it was an uppercut. Now they call it launch angle, right? So that's just a, it's a really <laughs> smart way to act like we're really educated on all this stuff. Sweeper is in between a curveball. The curveball has a little hump. The slider has this downward action. And a sweeper is a little bit in between. So we can call that just that combination of the curveball slider that now we have a smart word called the sweeper. Yeah, but we already had this. It was called the slurve. We had that before. That's what you threw in high school. Yes. That was the hanging slurve. That's why you got a headset on right now, Danny. Uh, I remember uh, you. We uh, faced uh, each other back in the day, I thought. I, I would buckle your knees. And I, <laughs> I and I had the Kershaw 12-6. Uh, Did you really? Yeah. And what happened? Let me guess. You got hurt, and then all of a sudden the coach didn't. You know, he kind of screwed you over, and you ended up uh, having to go into announcing, or what happened? No. No, I decided to take my talents to basketball and dominate there. <laughs> you do have a great jump shot. Do you sell the basketball court? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm terrible. Got the best man kick. Oh, by the way, I was watching the documentary on Mike Vec. Yes. And have you seen the documentary that they did? So I want to watch it with my family. I know exactly about it. We had Vec on. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He is exactly everything you want as just energy and treat people with kindness and love. I'll tell you, I went back. They retired my jersey a couple summers ago. And 30 years ago, in 1993, I played for the St. Paul Saints as an undrafted player, went up there to the Northern League, and staff members are still there, still there from the time I was there, 30 years, which tells you what, they treat you amazingly, and they're first class, but yes, I'm excited to see Remembering a Saint, but I want to watch it with my family. Yeah, it's really well done. Uh, Kevin Millar, MLB Network Analyst, give me the team that you think is in trouble right now. Uh, The Brewers. I, I love what you know Craig Council's done up there. I think it's it's been magnificent, and he doesn't get enough credit for what what he's done uh, offensively. You know they they've been a team that might be their little monkey wrench. They have enough to put together. Uh, their starting pitching is great, but when you lose Brandon Woodworth, I think that's a big deal. You know now you got a lot of pressure on obviously Corbin Burns 
and Peralta. So if you were to ask me one team a little in trouble, that would be them. Give me the team that's not in trouble at all once the – Billy. Phillies. I mean, they are that group, right? They remind me of the 04 team, the 03 team that I played for for the Red Sox. That team that just is scrappy. They got a couple superstars. They got, I mean, Rio Muto is my favorite player. I mean, he is just a ball player that kind of keeps that glue together. Castellanos, obviously, this year, settling down. It's hard. You sign a big deal. We see it all the time. You come in trying to do too much. And then when things settle down, he's the player that they've all wanted. And, and, and you've seen what he can do. Schwarber. It doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but he draws his walks. Yes, the strikeout's there, but he's got 50 home runs in that back pocket. And obviously, Bryce Harper is all ball player. And Trey Turner, he is getting hot. When he's hot, this team's dangerous, and I think they're the team. Okay. Help me understand Kyle Schwarber. He does hit home uh, runs. He gets on base. He's not a great yeah. player. He can't run. He strikes out. Um, but he's extremely valuable. I, I, I still have to believe, Kevin, putting the ball in play – is far more valuable than striking out, you know, 150 to 200 times. I agree, and I think he's a much better hitter than than he than he has been as far as hitter wise. I mean, he was coming up. I remember Theo Epstein loved him in the Cubs organization uh, in the minor leagues, and he said, "This kid can hit." You know, you're thinking a 300 hitter. The problem is, Danny, they teach hitting differently, and it, and it bothers me. I'm with you. I, I hated striking out. I don't care if I popped up to the pitcher. But when you struck out, that pitcher got you. And I and I always tell you this, you know, hitting is, is is a mentality. You have to figure out and believe that you're the greatest player in the world from the on-deck circle walking to that home plate. You know, facing Roger Clemens, think about it. Undrafted guy like myself, L.A. City Junior College, Lamar University to the Northern League, and now I've got a seven-time <laughs> Cy Young Award winner on the mound that's six foot five, and he's God. I have You have to create an attitude hitting. And to me, it's a grind. They have so much information. They're so information-based in their spin rate and the degrees of the curveball. And they have these machines that are $500,000 in the clubhouse that you can go in there and track the starting pitcher that day, basically coming out of that windup and seeing the degrees. It's too much, in my opinion. I think Kevin Long's one of the greatest hitting coaches in baseball. He's the hitting coach for the Philadelphia Phillies. But I think what they're asking Schwarber to do is hit homers. Hit homers and do your thing. So I think they're okay with the strikeouts. Yeah. Nobody's a perfect player. Nobody's a, the speed power combination. You get paid three hundred to five hundred million dollars these days. Schwarber does exactly what he's paid to do, and that's to hit home runs, drive and runs, set the tone. And let me tell you, as a leadoff hitter, it is a unique scene. But because of the walks and the on base percentage, do you care if he's singling? Do you care if he's got 48 singles and 55 home runs, if he's got over 300, you know, 340 on base? So he does a little bit of everything other than the average. When do you start to get nervous if you're an Angels fan with Shohei Otani? Yeah, it, it, it's probably now. I mean, obviously the article comes out when he cleaned out his locker at the end of the season. He had the surgery. Uh, what a unique player. What a unicorn. We've never seen this, Danny. We've heard about Babe Ruth. But what he was able to do healthy – you know, he throws 100 miles an hour with a split finger and he hits 45 to 50 home runs and he runs better than you think. He's a six foot four, if not five guy. And he's such a sweet guy. There's intangibles there. And then the marketing aspect of it. So sometimes the numbers don't make sense to guys like you and I. I mean, I know you're rich now because you stopped playing baseball. You went to basketball and turned into Dan Patrick. God bless you. My point being is that Shohei Otani, it'll be a unique contract. People ask me all the time, what did that cost him? I don't, wouldn't even know where to start because if you're paying guys $350 million as a position player yeah. and you got aces like Garrett Cole that are at $300 million, well, is that number start with a six? Now it might start with a four. You still get them in June next year to offensive type scene like Bryce Harper, who DH, you know, DH replaced in first base, and you wait for that Tommy John to come back. You will have him back. Well, where is he going to play? He'll play in San Francisco. He'll play with the Dodgers. He'll play for the Red Sox, the Yankees, the big boys. And in my opinion, I think there's a sleeper team, the Giants. And I, they, they got sneaky money. You know, uh, we'll see what, what happens. Uh, but, you know, you're only going to limit yourself to five teams that can afford that. Yeah, because they, they took a run at Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, they missed out on Correa. But uh, I, I thought they had a real shot with Judge. So maybe, maybe they do spend that money to get him in there in San Francisco. Um, I know you lost a uh, teammate, uh, Tim Wakefield, passing away. And uh, if, if you want to you know, give the audience just your thoughts on that, then I have a question about the knuckleball pitcher. 
Yeah, I'll tell you this right now, and I know uh, this was this was hard. I, I was born in a plane in Los Angeles, was visiting my uncle, Cal, who's you know having a rough time with cancer. Ironically, I get on a plane Sunday morning, was called by the Red Sox, Miss Pam, and she told me to hear the news as I was boarding, and she said we lost him. And the reason why, like this white ghost went over my face, I couldn't believe it. Stacy Wakefield, his wife, a remarkable Bostonian, tough as nails, one of my favorite wives I've ever played with. She was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer a year ago. She's battling for her life. Hmm. Tim Wakefield and I played in the Tahoe event. He's healthy. He's a golfer. He's us. He's a wonderful human being. He treated everybody kind, always wanted to do right, came up as a position player with the Pirates, you know, and then learned the knuckleball and turned into the most unbelievable uh, knuckleball pitcher this game's seen for many years. But it was devastating. Came in with a headache about a month ago. Uh, got an MRI, had cancer, brain tumor. They Two days later, they had the surgery. And then he had to wait a month to start chemo. Was starting this week. And Sunday, had a seizure. They rushed him to the hospital. He didn't make it. And I'll tell you, you know, it, it's a it's a tough situation, man, because as you know, you know, your work, whether it's a team, business, you, you're a family. And we celebrated a championship, the first one in 86 years. He, I was very close to Tim and his wife and his kids, Brianna who's a senior in high school. And I think about her battling his son, Trevor. He's an autistic, 19-year-old uh, boy. But Brianna sitting here as a senior in high school. Mom gets diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, battling. And then dad randomly in a month span passes. Devastating news, brutal for the family of baseball, brutal for personally. And just keep your prayers high and high and higher, as high as you can go for this family, Danny, because this was a great man that we lost at way too young of age at 57 years old. It's a tough segue after something that was put so beautifully. I, I did want to ask you about how you can prepare for the knuckleball. Do they have pitching machines? When we were in uh, Scottsdale, the Giants spring training site, uh, you know, Gabe Kapler said that they could recreate the uh, curveball that Kershaw has, like the pitching machine can. Can these pitching machines recreate a knuckleball? No, and I, I I loved it at first base. We'd play the Yankees, and you'd see Posada and these guys. They're changing their stances. They're open. They're loud. They're low. Listen, I didn't get a chance to face Tim till I went to the Orioles. So I played with him for three years with the Red Sox. I heard all the lingo at first base. Guys are just going crazy. I took it as a way as this: the old saying, right? Is if it's high, let it fly. If it's low, let it go. The amazing part about a knuckleball is that. You got to take it for fun. You got to get in your softball stance. You got to lay kick straight up. And I try to hit a home run every time. I just, there's no other way. You can't stay inside the baseball. You can't sit here and try to work your swing because what happens is that one pitch, it starts out like the old Bugs Bunny. It just stays and then it drops off the table right before home plate to the outside corner. It might stay and rise if it catches the right wind and kind of finish above your belt buckle. It might stay flat. The one thing about Tim Wakefield's knuckleball is he could control this thing. He would throw between 58 and 68. He can throw a little harder with two strikes. It's the most amazing pitch in baseball. It's, you know, you're spacing 95 to 100. I always thought it was like a day off, regardless if you're going to dribble it. <laughs> you're going to look funny. You're going to pop up. But if you got one that didn't move, it was like a batting practice pitch that you threw in high school, Danny. Good to visit with you as always, and thank you for the words, uh, Tim Wake Wakefield, your former teammate. Uh, Appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Kevin Millar. You can see him on Intentional Talk on MLB. Uh, all postseason long, airs pre- and post-game coverage throughout October. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 